Welcome back to Bold Droppings, everybody. I'm Josh McSwain, joined my, joined by my co-host, AJ Torres. And today, we are wrapping up the comedy of errors that was Sunday in Miami. Can't believe we actually forced five turnovers and still lost, folks. Just ridiculous. Not only that, The return of Tyrod Taylor was very unceremonious as he threw three interceptions and the whole offense just looked lifeless again. Terrible. It's just that kind of year, folks. Just a drudgery trying to get through it. But I guarantee you, Texans are not losing this week. You would take <laughs> it to the bank, folks. Not losing this Sunday. Uh, well, the bye week is uh, quite understandable. I think it is needed. But let's just go back to this game. Uh, we thought it was either going to be a high-scoring blowout or it was just going to be bad on both sides. Well, it was bad on both sides, but it was relatively low-scoring. Within five yes, minutes indeed. of the game. I thought, sorry about that. I thought that with two bad defenses, we'd see some points. But, nope, just a lot of turnovers. Well, Within five minutes of the first quarter, that first Tyrod interception, he threw in the double coverage. Uh, he just overthrew the target. That was a pick, and obviously there's a touchback there. If that's a touchdown, that scores the – I think it's a completely different game. That's uh, easy to argue both sides. Another thing that kind of factored in this game, I don't want to mention anything about a trade – but I thought Tua was going to be starting this game, and that's why I had my prediction of the Texans winning this game. Not Jacoby Brissett, who played a decent game. But the offense looked feeble. Tyrod Taylor threw too many picks. And listen, the first one, I understand to a point. The other ones, I'm just thinking to myself, oh, come on. It It's just going to be painful and off the bye week there's a lot to improve on uh there's got to be offensive line that's got to improve on uh tyrod's got to see if he could uh get his uh strive going back again the thing that really gets me how do you plan against currently the hottest team in the nfl arguably in the titans i'm not 100 percent sure they're the Hottest team in the league. What? Hottest uh, team in the AFC, for sure. One of Obviously, them. winners of five straight. And they looked really good against the Rams on Sunday night. Well, at least the defense did. The offense didn't do a whole heck of a lot. We saw the ageless wonder that is Adrian Peterson find the end zone on the Rams' defense. But really, they can't expect AD to be carrying the load for a very long time. Even last year in Detroit, he was decent at best. I think he averaged four yards a carry for the Lions. Now, I get that the Titans' O-line is better. They're a road-grading offensive line. So maybe he'd do better, but I just can't see Peterson having that burst anymore. I mean, he might be solid. He might move the chains, but that's about it. So it really comes down to Tannehill being able to find A.J. Brown. And I say A.J. Brown because Julio Jones has been almost non-existent this year. I know he's had hamstring issues, but still, 
That team is not going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl unless they find another playmaker besides A.J. Brown while Henry is on the shelf. I don't know if Henry will come back for the playoffs. Been getting conflicting reports about it, but regardless, he's not going to be on the field for the game against the Texans in Week 11. So, like you enjoyed saying a bunch of times in the offseason, he's not going to be our daddy. He's not going to be our daddy for another week. Yep, maybe another year or two. But we'll Mm. see. Obviously, it comes down to, is our defense going to be able to stop the Titans' other playmakers? I I obviously think that Julio Jones might get a lot of one-on-one coverage during the meeting. And Tannehill might be looking his way a lot for that reason. Do we have a corner that's capable of locking down Jones one-on-one, even at his age? I'm still not sure about that. On one and a half legs, maybe. I I think you put your best guy on A.J. Brown. I mean, who if you had to play man, right? I think A.J. Brown is the guy. Whether no or not he's, uh, you know, healthy or not, because, you know, he had a stomach bug, they blamed on a Chipotle burrito. Not the first time people just used him as a scapegoat, but whatever. Who do you think is the best guy to cover their best wide receiver? See, if we finally get some use out of Desmond King, it seems like being a former Titan, he might know something about A.J. Brown that could help him try and cover him. Keyword in there, try. Monty Johnson, he's got more size at six foot two. And I mean, I liked him in the preseason. Hopefully, it could translate here. Obviously, like we talked about, the defense has been woeful. And just considering how bad the Texans have been against the run, I still think we're going to get a healthy dose of the running game, either yeah. from Peterson, McNichols. Or Dante Foreman. It could be a and wide even receiver some with Tannehill. for crying out loud. A wide receiver reverse will have this team go in circles. A horrible rush defense. It doesn't matter who you grab. It doesn't matter if you're like the Patriots. You grab a guy from the parking lot. You run the ball. So anyways, moving on from week 11, which we are definitely not too excited about. We're... Looking ahead in the schedule a little bit, because due to the Thanksgiving holiday, we are not going to have another show in November. Our next show is going to come down the very first couple of days of December. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. The next week, in week 12, the Texans will host the Jets. Now, that's a game that I think both fan bases had marked down as a win coming into this season. Obviously, only one can get the W. Now, a lot of questions remain to be answered, uh, such as, will Zach Wilson be back for the Jets? Now, it should be noted that so far this season, Zach Wilson has four touchdowns to nine interceptions. That's obviously not too good, but it's not like he has a great offense that he's a part of. You might still have Mike White in the starting lineup. After he pulled off a great win against the Bengals a couple weeks ago. Who knows? Maybe you have something with White. 
But obviously, Wilson is their guy if he's healthy. You don't draft a guy number two overall and sit him. What I think is more pathetic is both these teams' rushing attacks. The Jets' leading rusher has 328 yards on the season. That's Michael Carter, young player from North Carolina. I think this is his first season. Not getting a whole lot of running room. Got 77 yards on the ground against Cincinnati on Halloween. And if that's your best performance, that's not so good. Philip Lindsay leads the Texans, surprisingly enough, with 133 rushing yards. Now, it's maybe Ouch. just because Mark Ingram is no longer being counted because he's not on the team. But anyways, still that shows you how laughable this rushing attack has been for Houston. Basically. Yeah, this this game with the Jets at home looks to be a massive toss-up. And it could just be a massive dosage of pain. Pain, pain, pain. Maybe even more painful than the Dolphins game. Although that might that game might have fit the Joker philosophy of it's not a tragedy, it's a comedy. <laughs> Yes. So, when uh, what day is the uh, Jets being played on? The Jets game will be played November 28th. Ah, 28th. That is, uh, I'm trying to think, the Thanksgiving games we got, uh, that's the 25th. Ah, I gotcha. I was about to say, could you, I can't imagine uh, them playing on Thanksgiving. That'd be a little, uh, That'd be quite the something, were it not? Definitely. I know we oh, didn't spend man. a lot of time on the Dolphins game because there wasn't a ton of positive things to talk about. You mentioned the interception early in the first quarter, but also Miami had a fumble really deep in Houston territory. So both teams kind of screwed it up when they could have gotten points. So I mean, here's there a were definitely momentum-shifting plays that could have gone both ways. And that's why I'm not confident saying that we would have won the game if Tyrod had thrown that touchdown pass, because we just don't know. To, yeah, that's then, too like, well, this serious. happens, well, what if this happens, and, and all that jazz going down the line. So all in all. It's just a disappointing week because, I mean, you feel like, yeah, this is a game we can win, just not getting the job done. It certainly seemed that way. Although, here's a question for you. Uh, if Tua starts, is it a closer game? That is a great question right there. Tua had a couple decent games recently against the Jags and the Falcons, and Obviously, our defense wasn't going to be a ton of challenge, so maybe he would have actually had a good game. I don't know. It's just so hard to say with him. You just never know what you're going to get. He could look great or terrible any given day. That's the thing that's really concerning there is because if you look at, uh, wasn't it Brissett that played the game against the Raiders? And that yep. even though it was a loss, that was an absolutely great game to watch. Yes, yes, it was. That's the NFL for you. That it is. Brissett is one of those guys, like, 
obviously his ceiling is not very high, but his floor is also elevated. He's not going to help you or hurt you in the same way that Tua would. He's a more steady hand. But anyways, let's, let's be done with the pass. Let's keep moving forward. Back to this Jets game. Believe it or not, the Jets have the worst defense in the league in terms of yards allowed. They're allowing over 408 yards per game on average. Believe it or not. And actually, they're allowing the most points, too. Allowing 31.4 points per game. I mean, the defense... I mean, they keep saying, oh, their corners are young, their corners are young. But then you see some of the high-scoring games. I mean, Cincinnati's good, but are they allow? I mean, as far as yardage allowed, right, and then points allowed per game, we keep hearing saying, oh, they're young, they're young. Yeah, but we don't have to hear about C.J. Mosley if he's hurt or not or his health or condition. We don't hear about injuries. We don't hear about, oh, this guy just left. If you look at this team, they're giving up, what, 30 to 40 yard uh, points a game? Yeah. Just about? I mean, like I said, 31.4. And, of course, you have them giving up 54 to the Pats and 45 to the Colts. That's obviously going to skew things a little bit. But the Falcons – on October 3rd, were the last team, or excuse me, October 10th, were the last team that they held under 30. Because the Falcons scored 27. And that's a team that is still trying to get together outside of Cordell Patterson. Yeah, it's very true. So, I mean, Robert Sala, even though he's praised as the next defensive guru it just has not taken so far agreed yeah it's just so funny how the Bengals and the titans are the two teams that they've beaten i guess they play to the competition somehow some way <laughs> yeah. maybe since we're so bad they're just going to be like eh we get the victory so you know I feel like going out on a limb right now. I'm going to say that Jets game is the second victory of the season. That depends who's quarterback. I think regardless of the quarterback, for either side. I think if Mike White is the quarterback, I think uh, the Texans lose. If Zach Wilson's quarterback, I think they win. So you're not a believer in Wilson, or at least not yet? At least not yet. Yeah, Wilson was... Just strange how he came onto the scene so quickly. I mean, I hadn't even heard of him until this past season when BYU looked pretty good. I had at least heard of Joe Burrow. I just, he hadn't been anything special before his 2019 breakout year at LSU. And obviously he's turned out fine. Well, plus so, you have to wait when you uh, transfer, remember? Yeah. And these one-year quarterbacks... You never quite know what you're going to get. Cam Newton was one year at Auburn. He turned out just fine. So, yeah, one-year wonders. Let's hope you're – if you get a one-year wonder guy, hope you're not getting the next Johnny football. (laughs) Listen, if that guy laid off the booze, he'd be all right. 
which is why, if you think about it, right, there's a lot of people that have been trashing Baker Mayfield recently. And if you go by the curse of Cleveland, as many call it, and look at the people that have just been saying, hey, look at the success around this place. Look at what we've had to deal with. Look at the quarterbacks that have been going through like people in a porter potty at a construction site. It's just absolutely terrible. It's awful. But you know what? That guy was drafted first overall that year, put the team on his back, and guess what? He's actually made them respectable. Respectable for the first time in a long time. So I don't care what your thought is on Baker Mayfield because guess what? There's no shot that, well, at least Darnold Donut wasn't going to do it. (laughs) But for everybody else just to have that stress, that anxiety, the slander, the lack of faith, Baker did it. It doesn't matter if he signs somewhere else after this year. He did it. Yeah, with I know we're getting a little bit off topic, but I can't see Baker not going back just because who else are they going to get? That was my question, but just remember. Trade for Deshaun Watson? <laughs> who they could have had with the pick except the Texans went and got it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> Yeah, that would have been wild. That would have been absolutely wild. That would have been absolutely crazy. But just remember, I think the Texans have a while to figure out what they're going to do with their next quarterback. I mean, is it going to be Mills? We don't know. What's going to be their offensive line come soon? We don't know. All you have to do is hope, gather your assets, and attack the offseason, and continue to have this new system in place underneath this new coach. But going back to that game, I don't think there's any shame in saying, listen, we found a diamond in the rough quarterback who is exactly who we're looking for. And it's kind of reminding me of like when Geno Smith was on the Jets. Don't be embarrassed if you say to yourself, this is our better guy. Because you have to figure out how to move on. I know some people are just being like, oh yeah, just say you're sucking and uh, get traded for a third round pick. That's what they want uh, to happen to uh, Zach Wilson. Next year be traded for a third round pick. Yeah, you suffer the Josh Rosen fate. The only difference is Cardinals had a guy in the waiting who was good with Murray. Are the Jets going to have the same thing? Mm, Color me skeptical. And we have every right to be. Yep. That franchise is not known for quarterback stability. No. Not in the least. So we have a bye week. We are going to get shred by the Titans. And since we're not going to be on air for a while, you think the Texans are going to win against the Jets, and I think the Jets are going to get Mike White back, and I think they're going to lose. Is there anything else you want to touch up on? No, I really can't think of anything. You've just about summed it up. This team is just an island of misfit toys that is not doing well. This is 
Billy Bean's money ball gone bad. The pieces are not fitting. <laughs> so the Island of Misfit Toys with the puzzle with no pieces that match or connect to each other. Pretty much. Uh, well, everybody, I know it's going to be only, what, the second week of November? But it's going to be a while, so we'll just say it like this. To whoever it may concern, thank you guys for tuning in every week. You've motivated us. We'd like to thank you. We'd like to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and a happy holidays. And hopefully a competitive team in Houston. So until next time, I'll have Josh chime in. For me, AJ Torres, Relentless 41, really for short. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. And we'll see you back in December sometime. Take it away, Josh. Yeah, like he said, it'll be the... first couple days of december when we get our new episode out and we'd like to wish you all happy thanksgiving hope you enjoy time with your family or loved ones wherever they may be and hope that you're able to get together in person that you know the restrictions are going down and you can have more in-person meetings this year that's what we're all hoping for so just stay safe and hopefully we can get a win before the turn of the calendar. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Texans Talk Pod. And on behalf of AJ Torres, I'm Josh McSwain. Thank you once again for listening. We'll see you next time.